Hi, Mr. Chuck, I'm your host. In this episode, I'm going to talk about buying a home. What everybody needs to know, the 10 steps in buying a home, and what every realtor will tell you is the most important thing. But first, I'll be back in 33 seconds. Welcome. Together, we're going to explore our personal finances and figure out how to improve them. Whether you're just getting started in life on your finances, or you may already have a home, or you're struggling to get credit cards under control, ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com is a weekly podcast to educate those to improve personal finances, whether it's eliminating debt or making smart investments. Location, location, location. That's the most important thing you need to know about buying a home, and every real estate agent will tell you that. You can find these articles in my show notes, and the first article I'm going to work from is the 10 most important steps to buy a home from Zello. Zello is a website where all the homes in at least the United States are listed with a value. And the first thing you got to, no matter when you plan to buy, there are a few things you should know. On the average, the process of buying a home takes roughly six months. This includes about 4.4 months to shop plus 30 to 45 days to close. The process of buying a home includes more than just touring homes. You need to review your credit and financing option. Find the right real estate agent, make offers and negotiate, get an inspection, prepare to move in. Eventually close on your new home. So step one, check your credit score. Now I'm going to assume that everybody has been working on getting their debt paid down. Get those credit cards under control. Maybe have them all at a zero balance. Uh, pay off at least one of your car payments. And if you're renting, that's a good thing because it won't account against your debt to income ratio. If you're buying a second home or kind of sell and buy, then that will count your current house will count against your income ratio. So you got to sell first and then buy. After you get your credit score check, you need to figure out how much of a home you can afford. So what's the maximum? You need to figure out What's your monthly payments? How much can you afford in monthly payments? If you're paying $800, $1,200 a month in rent and not having much of a problem and you're saving money, I'm going to be a good guess that a monthly payment of about $1,200 or that range, you can afford. Remember, it's not only the mortgage payment, but it's real estate taxes, homeowner's insurance, and some repairs that you make throughout the year. Got to figure all that in. If you have a budget, how much of your income will that eat up? If you over 43% of your income, you're not going to get financing. If you're close to 43% of your income, you're going to have a tough time getting financing. If you're at 25%, that would be great 
because now you have plenty of extra money to do everything else that you used to doing, and it's not going to be a financial burden on you when you buy that home. The advantages of owning a home versus renting is when you get ready to move, you sell the home. It's a little more hassle, takes a little bit longer, but you get your money back. So you're in reality should be living rent free or very low rent if you want to look at it that way. So once you figure out how much you can afford, you probably should see if you can get pre-approved. Now you need to know your numbers, find a lender, see if they will finance you, give them their information, let them do a credit check on you and do all those things because that's going to happen later. So if you do it now, you might be able to afford more house than what you originally thought. With the interest rates being so low, around 3%, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, you should be able to afford a lot more home because you're paying a lot less interest. Make sure that you ask your lender if you don't have the enough down payment of say 20% to avoid paying principal mortgage insurance PMI if you would make extra payments over the first year or two will they then remove the PMI once you get enough equity built up in the home without having to refinance that way you can keep that low rate because rates might go up when by the time you get to that so once you get pre-approved now you need to look so i always say even though they claim they're working for you the buyer ask yourself who is paying them who are they going to be more loyal to? They're going to be loyal to the person paying them. They might, when you try to make an offer, they might say, well, no, that's way too low. They'll never accept that. You should. And they're going to try to talk you into making that first offer maybe higher or maybe going over the listed selling price. And beware, I'm going to talk about some more of that later on. So once you get the agent, you're happy with them. It's a personality thing. If you if they know the area which you're interested in, they should be able to tell you right off the bat how much a home is going to cost. If it's a two-bedroom home and a one-car garage, it's going to be X amount. If it's a four-bedroom home and a two-car garage with a bigger lot, it's going to be X amount. They should know that pretty much off the top of their head. So then it's just a matter of start looking for some homes, see what's out there. And the agent will probably take you around. They might say your, your range, you're looking for a $325,000 home range, but your high end would be $375,000. They might take you to look at a home that's listed for 400000 And go look at it because you need to know what you get for the amount of money it's going to cost you. What's a 400000 home? 
Where's it located? How new it is? How nice it is? What school district? How close shopping centers? All those things. Then when you come around and look at a $290,000 home, it's kind of, even though it's a lot less, you're still in your mind comparing it. Well, I'm paying a lot less for this home. It's got one less bed bedroom and it's got a bath and a half instead of two and a half baths. But I don't need two and a half baths, but a bath and a half I can get by on. It's got a two-car garage, which is the same size as the other one. It's got a full basement. The basement's finished off, so I can actually start using it right away. Things like that. And again, it's location. The, if it's in an area that's up and coming and they're building new homes there, it's going to be a little more pricier because more people are looking in that area. If it's in an area that's starting to run down, it's going to be cheaper because less people want to live there. Now, if you got an older area where you got some remodeling going on, right now maybe, okay, I can buy this home for 200000 I can remodel it for 100000 and I have a house that in five years from now might be worth 400000 So you doubled your money. Got to beware of everything that's going on. So once you find the home that, well, I guess you would say it's your dream home, then you'd make an offer. And this is beware. The real estate agent is working for the seller. And what I do is before I make the offer, once I got it narrowed down, I go back and look at at least two houses with a pen and paper. I go through it. I'm looking at the upstairs ceiling to see if there's any brown watermarks on it. I'm looking in the attic, how much insulation's in the attic. Do I see any brown watermarks up there? I'm in the basement looking for anything that might be deteriorating, like the, the walls being pushed in or cracks in the block or the block's actually coming out. A crack in the mortar is okay. A crack through a block could be a sign of some future problems. Does it look like it's been flooded? Does it look like it's damp down there? Is it finished off? Does it smell musty? Things like that. And you go through and you list. Are the, the bathrooms, do they need to be updated? Is the kitchen, has it been recently remodeled or is it remodeled back in the 80s? Things like that. Does it come with appliances or not? Write all that down. And then you want to go through and put an estimate in there how much you think it's going to cost you to fix these problems. Then what I always did, I took the listing price, I list everything down, the amount of money, I subtracted it out. I would no, not make a offer higher than whatever that number was. I usually started a little bit lower. Because when I was buying a house, the mortgage interest was high, so it was not a seller's market. It was more of a buyer's market because you had to pay a whole lot more. You was paying more in interest, so you was getting a lot less house, so you definitely didn't want to be overpaying for anything. So once you make the offer and it's accepted, then you got to get your guy, your inspector, 
to inspect the property. Now, this is going on. The mortgage company is doing their paperwork because they're going to be scheduling a survey, an inspection for themselves, a title search, those type of things. And you can get your inspector in there, and there's two things you really want him to tell you. You want to tell him, are there any major problems with this house where I maybe should not buy it? And the second question would be, is there any problems with the house that may be not major to keep me from buying it, but may have to be fixed or replaced within the next two years? Because then you can try to negotiate down a little bit more if you come to that point. It's probably too late. But you got to know so you can plan for those things. Once you get your financing, it's a pre-approved. If you did that, if not, your financing's been approved. They set a closing date. You got to call your insurance agent to get insurance policy on that house. You tell them the date of the closing and the house and the the address, and they would have the policy written up. You got to prepay that in advance, and a receipt of that goes to the mortgage company because they want to know it's paid for. Because they're giving you the money to buy it, but they want to make sure they're protecting their investment. Then after that, your real estate taxes and your insurance will go into an escrow. An escrow is what the mortgage company holds money aside for you to pay the real estate taxes and homeowners insurance when that comes due. You pay it every month with your payment they keep the money and then when it's due they pay whoever and the next article is similar but a little bit different and i'm going to talk about that coming up next that information was in the first article now i'm going to go over to the second article and see if there's anything different step one here start your research early as soon as you can, start reading websites, newspaper, magazines, real estate le- uh, listing. Make a note of particular homes you're interested in. See how long they stay on the market. Also note any change in, in asking prices will give you a sense of the house trends and specific area. Now, it depends on your area if you're having people moving in and it's a popular area. You know, take a look. I mean, you're 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 doing your research in advance. It's that four and a half months that you're looking. Start looking for what you're interested in in the neighborhoods that you're interested in. How many houses go up for sale in say a week or a month? How many homes are sold in a month's time? How fast are they turning over? Those houses go up for sale and then sold the next day? possible there's a lot of homes that are bought and sold that never get listed all these things are going to affect the selling price because when you determine the value of a home it's based on the selling price of similar homes in the same general area or the same neighborhood the same housing development per se so if you're buying a two-story four-bedroom two-car garage with a full basement home, 
you look in that same neighborhood in the last 30 or 60 days, how much did four bedroom, two car garage with a full basement sell for in that neighborhood? You add them together and divide it by the number that you add it together, and that's your average, and that should be the range where you should be looking. If that range is more than you can afford, well, then you need to start looking somewhere else. So determine how much house you can afford, and you can do that by going to an affordability calculator. And in this article here, discover.com, home loans, articles, 10 steps to buying a home, they have a link to that. And they also say, you know, uh, auto savers plan, you should already have pretty much your down payment and then some because you still will need an emergency fund, especially if you're going to have a mortgage that's, let's just say, larger than your rent payment. Maybe you need to increase that emergency fund because you would hate to put 20% down, live there for a year, lose your job, and then lose the house. I'm just saying, you need, you need to plan ahead. Get pre-qualified and pre-approved for credit for your mortgage. Find the right real estate agent. Real estate agents are important partners when you're buying or selling a home. Real estate agents can provide you with helpful information on homes and neighborhoods that isn't easily accessible to the public. Their knowledge of the home buying process, negotiating skills, and with the area, and familiar with the area you want to live in, can be extremely valuable. And the best of all, it doesn't cost you anything to use the agent. Their commissions are paid by the seller of the home. Remember that. They are working for the seller, even though they're directly working with you. And maybe they're negotiating. You got to be careful. They may be negotiating with you to get the price up. That's why I make a list of everything that's wrong with the home to justify to the agent why my, my offer is so low. Now, you can make an offer and then they, they won't accept it. Maybe they'll make a counter offer. Then maybe you can counter that offer. It's a process. It's a negotiation. Don't forget that. Don't just say, well, that's listed for 300000 I can afford 350000 There's a couple other people interested. I'm just going to offer 350000 And oh, it's sold. The guy just sold it for 50000 more than what he wanted for it. Why are you paying more for a home than what they want for it? I'd never do that. I'd walk away. But that's me. So depending how bad and the reasons why you want to be in that neighborhood, Got to think about that before you do those things. How's it going to affect your budget? What percent of your income is that mortgage, real estate taxes, and home going to take up? Shouldn't be more than 30%, 35%. 43% you won't get the mortgage approved. 25% and your budget's way under control. You're going to have a happy life. You're going to have plenty of money to save for retirement, to save for children's colleges to pay for things, to have car payments, whatever else you have to do in life, you're going to be much better off and happier. Okay, then it says here, make, to, make sure to check out the little details of each house. For example, test the plumbing by running the showers, see how strong the water pressure is and how long it takes to get hot water. Try the electrical system by turning switches on and off. 
open and close the windows and doors to see if they work properly. This is just basic stuff. It's also important to evaluate the neighborhood and make a note of things such as, are the other homes on the block well maintained? How much traffic does the street get? Is there enough street parking for your family and visitors? Is it conveniently located near places of interest to you? Schools, shopping center, restaurant, parks, and public transportation. It's all important things to know. Plus, how close is it to the airport? Does the airplanes fly over? How close is it to a train track? Do the trains go by on a regular basis? They may not go by during the day when you're there, but a train could go by every two hours starting at 10 p.m. at night and going to 6 a.m. in the morning. Maybe you should go back in the evening to see if the trains are going by and then evening if it's close to a railroad track. Take as much time as you need to find the right home. Then work with your real estate agent to negotiate a fair offer based on the value of comparable homes in the same neighborhood. Once you and the seller reach an agreement on a price, the house will go into escrow which is the period of time it takes to complete all the remaining steps in the home buy-in process. Get a home inspection. Because a home inspector will tell you if there's anything bad. Tell them, the inspector, when you hire them, you want to know, one, all the major problems that this house might have, and two, all the little things things that you may have to fix within the next two years or not. Like the hot water heater is six years old. Well, they usually last eight to ten. So it might be needing replaced in two years. How do you know when a hot water heater needs replaced? <laughs> when you no longer have hot water and you go in the basement and you got a flood of water on the floor. Work with a mortgage banker to select your loan. I would today go with a 30-year fixed loan because the interest rates are so low, under 3%, around 3%. Don't do anything fancy like the balloon loan, adjustable rate mortgage, ARM. Don't do anything of that. The money is so cheap now, you should be buying a home, and it also gives you the ability to buy more home than what you can afford because you're paying less in interest. Have the home appraised. The mortgage company will do that. Coordinate the paperwork. Close on the sale. And close on the sale and then eventually move in. It's just about closing the sale. You just go in, sign some paperwork, and turn over your down payment. That's all that's all about. And get the keys to the property, and then you can move in any time after that. I'll be back in a minute with a wrap-up. You can share this episode with your friends. I'm open for any suggestions for improvement or for information that you would like to hear about in the future. You can go to my Facebook page and leave me a message. I'm more than glad to respond. To find my Facebook page, go to ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com and click on the Facebook icon. Also, the show notes and a full transcript is at the same website. Thank you for listening. Now, my final remarks. 
Buying a home is not a scary proposition. If you're prepared and know what you're doing, you know how much you can afford, you know where you want to live. You can find the home of your dreams working with a real estate agent. And earlier I said insurance agent, but I was referring to a real estate agent. Sorry about the mess up there. Got a good real estate agent. They can direct you to the neighborhood. They should know about the neighborhood. They should be able to tell you about how much it's going to cost to move in that general area. They'll be able to tell you where you can afford to live if you have a pre-approved loan already. They'll work with you. Remember, real estate agents are paid by the sellers, so they may lean towards the seller's benefit more often than not. Just a fair warning. Once you picked your home, you can afford it, your offer was accepted, then it's just a matter of waiting for the closing, get your guy in there to inspect the home, the mortgage company will do a title search, an appraisal, and a survey of the property to, because they're interested in protecting their investment, the mortgage to you. Once you get done with the closing, you get the keys to the house, good luck. Then the only thing you got to do is take care of it, upgrade it, remodel it and make it your own.